Fields Talk 1041 and a good Wednesday morning, everyone. How do you do? Hope you're doing well. I want to thank Darren Chappells. Stepping in for me yesterday. Just a, a day off. It was actually supposed to have been the week prior, but a thing came up, and I wasn't able to take that day off, and Darren had guests lined up. So anyway, uh, I had people say, why did you take off? That was the reason why. Uh, so I want to thank him, as always, uh, filling in. We're very fortunate to have such a, a great grouping of individuals from which we can draw, and Darren Chappell, of course, being one of those. Uh, we are in Facebook Live's not up and running. Sarah is gone and password protected. I did. I just couldn't access, couldn't find the password to the, that computer was down, and it's just a thing. It's a whole thing. So barring her uh, while away traveling on vacation, sending me the... I'm not going to bother her for it, of course. But um, um, our, our normal feed on Facebook Live, which is sponsored by Springfield Raps, is not up and running today. So I know those of you who hear me... Well, those of you who are looking for it because you, you're not uh, listening over the air right now are wondering... And those of you who are listening over the air right now, you're like, well, I don't need to know that because I'm not watching anyhow. But I just felt obligated to let you know that, uh, yeah, that feed is is not up and running this morning. may not be. Of course, Fridays when we are out at Scramblers, uh, it isn't running anyhow. All right, so let's get all that out of the way. The American Transmissions, talk and text line 447-KSGF. Uh, there are a number of swing states, Missouri not being one of them, that are going to be subjected to Joe Biden ads explaining to them how everything's wonderful. I mean, it's great, fantastic. Uh, all of this, this, uh, this, this trouble that we as Americans are having, paying for things. It's all our imagination. Uh, inflation is some sort of of uh, propaganda cooked up by Republicans just to convince you that when you have roughly over $700 less a month in buying power per household, uh, you know, that's all, it's a mind trick. It's a Jedi mind trick. And in reality, everything is absolutely swimmingly fantastic. It, you watch the um, reaction to people in the media on the left to the fact that polling shows Trump is either neck and neck with Biden or even ahead of Biden in certain capacities. Stephanopoulos, one of those over the weekend, these, these people are just shocked. How can this be? It is instructive. It is an It, it gives us access into the mindset of people on the left in this country. And this is a separation that has been occurring for some time, deliberately so, by the Democrat Party. And that is what expectations are, why it is that we elect certain people. And there are Americans that, when it comes to voting for elected officials, uh, you have uh, you know, a desire to elect individuals that believe in liberties and freedoms, the Constitution, um, some that aren't, frankly, even as worried about that. They just want things to be better, right? They, which those of us who have that great interest in freedom and liberty recognize that from that flows 
a better life, better quality of life in the country. The less government you have involved, those things just fall into place. But those results are what a lot of people generally are interested in. Things are going very poorly. They're like, we need somebody new in charge. Much like when you go to a restaurant and it's your favorite restaurant and and over time the service just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And what what do people always say? Well, it's management. They need new management, right? Want things better. When things aren't going well, whomever is in charge is the person that we say, well, clearly they're not doing something right. And that's how a lot of people, that's how most people used to vote. But what the Democrats have done is instead declared there are good guys and bad guys, and we are the good guys, and that's why you should vote for us. And while that might seem overly simplistic to some, it explains why it is that you have these national media heads and these Democrat uh, uh, individuals that you see on these television programs that they really genuinely cannot understand why it is that Biden is not doing better than he is versus Trump in the polling. Because Now, you and I, if you are a results-oriented individual, it's very clear. It's a no-brainer. I mean, the gas prices, the grocery prices, rent prices, prices of absolutely everything, while all along being told, no, everything's fantastic, it's wonderful, it's just in your head. The fact that over a two-year period of time, the policies of the Biden administration has led to over a $700 a month cut in buying power that the average household has. I mean, that. imagine you see these union people out here striking, the rider strike going on. We're hearing about, you know, in the car manufacturing world, there could be strikes going on there. And the, the, these people, they, they are going on strike because something has to change. They want more. Meanwhile, they support these policies so often that have given the average person in this country a $700 cut per month in buying power for their family. And it's it, it's to you and to me or to most of you that this it's almost insanity to not recognize and understand why it is that people are like Biden should not be in charge any longer and and that's aside from the scandals aside from the bribery just the results if Biden was sort of the golly gee whiz jimmy carter style individual that wasn't seen necessarily as being some horribly corrupt individual that's being bribed by our enemies across the world but just you know looking at the job performance and you go yeah that guy's got to go but see to democrats results aren't are they're meaningless that's irrelevant because they have been trained to believe we're the good guys. That's what matters. We're the good guys. Everyone else is a semi-fascist, in the words of Joe Biden, uh, is a white supremacist, is a greater danger, the Trump supporters, a greater danger to this country than we've ever seen. To them... 
particularly those who live in the cities who, who have seen the greatest cities on this planet ever in the history of this planet turn to absolute squalor, that is irrelevant to them because they are righteous and there is a good guy and a bad guy. And Joe Biden is a good guy. And I don't mean like, ah, he's a good guy, but he is righteous. He is true. In the biblical sense, he is good. Republicans, Trump, are bad, evil Nazis. And that's why it dumbfounds people like George Stephanopoulos and and the women on The View and these other left-wing individuals because they just can't comprehend why would so many people support such awful, horrible people? There's some audio on a play coming up here. We're going to get the latest news update also, weather. And this was, I believe, from last week. There's a a guy by the name of uh, Naom Dwarman, and he's the owner of um, one of the better-known comedy clubs, I think, out in Los Angeles. The Comedy Cellar, I think it's called. He also has a podcast. And he had a Washington Post columnist on. And it it got to the point of frustration because of questions that were being asked regarding Hunter Biden and the media's continued assertion that there's no evidence. And so the podcaster's like, well, this is evidence. Well, what about the fact that Hunter Biden was saying, yeah, I got to give half my money to dad. And it is a- another just blatant illustration as to the problem with the media in this country. Now, the Washington Post uh, columnist, he eventually just was like, this interview's done. And apparently the, the interview had gone on an hour and 15 minutes anyhow, and it was supposed to be just an hour. And what is getting a lot of attention from this is that he, uh, you know, bailed out of the interview. But it, it's his it's his interaction with the podcaster, with his owner of the comedy club, that I think is the most noteworthy and illuminating. And so I'm going to share that coming up. We've got a whole lot more, of course. Don't forget, Friday we will be at Scramblers, Friday Roadshow, sponsored by Affordable Towing. And if you have not gotten signed up for Lunch Bunch at Retro Metro, make your way over to ksgf.com and do that. Every Wednesday, Sarah and I take somebody to lunch with a bunch of friends, coworkers of your choosing. All you got to do is get signed up. Now the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Color 10's Angela Luna. Strong storms on Monday had crews near Rolla working through yesterday afternoon to clean up and restore power to those still out. Straight line winds are being blamed for uprooting trees and knocking down power lines. The city of Rolla Fire and Rescue telling us the storm was unique because of how quickly it came through. Crews responded to calls for about five hours on Monday and were able to restore power quickly for most people. The affordable towing truck driver who led police on a chase through Springfield was in court this week. A judge ordered William Sipple to remain in jail without bond. He is accused of leading officers on an 11-mile pursuit last week, driving recklessly and nearly hitting several vehicles. Sipple was charged with resisting arrest. His next court appearance is set for next Wednesday. Tune into Fox 49 for the latest news at 5 and 6. I'm Angela Luna. And the first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 83 for a high today. Clear 60 for a low tonight. Relatively pleasant. Tomorrow's sunshine 87. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Washington Post columnist bails from podcast when question over Biden corruption. Now that's what's gotten the headlines. The, the 
podcaster. His name is Gnome Dwarman, and he is a comedy club owner. He's got a podcast. Frankly, I'm not real heavy into the podcast world, so when I say I'm not until this this uh, interview came up, I wasn't familiar with his podcast. That doesn't really necessarily mean a lot. The attention that is coming from this is the attention that always comes from somebody, quote, walking out of an interview, bailing on an interview. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think that is the story here, but it is the perspective of a Washington Post columnist here when it comes to coverage of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, namely the argument that the media and Democrats continue to make that there's absolutely no evidence whatsoever that there is any sort of connection between Joe Biden, Hunter Biden and the business dealings, particularly when it comes to the millions and millions and millions of dollars flowing from bad players across the country. And here's that exchange. What do you take from the text message to his adult daughter? Uh, hundreds of text I have to give fifty percent of my income to pop. I have no idea what that means. I don't. I have no idea what that means. Well, it's it's it's. it's it, I know it's circumstantial evidence, and you prefer that. No, what 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 could it I, be? I have no idea. But doesn't I don't know. Well, did, I appreciate your. Has anybody has anybody asked her? I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't you think somebody should ask her? Okay. Like I, I'm not. I just said I don't know, and I don't know what to make of it. So I have nothing yeah, but, to say you, about it. Yeah, what but does anyone say? Yeah, but you say there's no evidence. No evidence. But then there's a text message where he says, "I give pop fifty percent of my money." That's that's evidence. Okay. Well, what? Okay. Fine. Fine. So it's evidence. I appreciate you having me on. It doesn't. It, that something like that. Who do you think is more? I I listen to that. I'm saying. Am oh, I? Am I? Oh, what, you, you can you, I, think, I feel you want me to leave. Like just walk out in the middle of this you because that way you can. You, listen. Can, you can go. Right. Is this a standard? Really? This is the way the Washington Post handles people who disagree yeah, when, with when them. Yeah. When I agree to be on for 45 minutes. Go. Go. And then go. I get on for an hour and 15. Yeah. Go, that after a while go, I go. Go. Thanks go. for having. All right. Now, obviously, again, he, he wasn't leaving because he was on there longer than he had agreed. But things got into a place that was answering the question that was being questioned to some degree. And and it was, of course, why is it that we continue to hear journalists, Democrats as well, but focusing specifically on journalists here, claim that there's no evidence. And that is a question that when confronted with evidence, they cannot answer. Let's say for a moment, however, that this Washington Post columnist is completely genuine, uh, considers himself to be objective and unbiased. When being asked why, why is no one asking this question? Why is no one asking Hunter Biden or Joe Biden or the, the you know, any of these individuals what it was that Hunter Biden meant by paying, get, you know, funneling some of the money to dad. Now, this is something that I have said every single time. Every time a Republican or a truth seeker who is confronted with the lie that there's absolutely no evidence, I would bring this up, or the 10%. I mean, the, Hunter Biden, when they say no one has ever claimed or offered up any evidence that, that any of this money made it to Joe Biden, the answer is yes, there has been, and that's Hunter Biden. But the response from the Washington Post columnist here, well, I don't know why no one's asked. I don't know. Isn't that your job? That is, is that not what journalists are supposed to do? You are the ones who are supposed to be asking these questions. 
you are the ones that are supposed to be doing the digging. You are the ones that when there are text messages and emails from Hunter Biden to family members talking about the cut that their dad gets, that being President Joe Biden, you are the ones who should be making the phone calls and demanding answers. You are the ones who should be asking Corrine Jean-Pierre why it is that this was said. And if there are any comments, of course, we know the answer to that. You are the ones who are supposed to be doing this. It, it shows how far, culturally speaking, journalism in this country has fallen from the, the watchers, those that are supposed to be uh, uh, informing the public, being the watchful eye over the power, and, and gathering as much information as possibly available so that we, as readers, as viewers, as listeners, can then have that information and as voters make decisions when it, in the context of elections, of course. They have fallen from that to straight-up propagandists for the Democrat Party to where, when they're asked, why haven't you asked, why hasn't anyone asked these questions, it doesn't even strike them as a revelation to say, I don't know. As if that thought never even crossed his mind. As a person who writes as a columnist for the Washington Post. I don't know why no one has asked. Why haven't you asked? What does that say about the state of journalism? If you're not asking, then who is? Now, Republicans do, but that gets dismissed by people like the Philip Bump, the Washington Post columnist that is in the uh, conversation here that I just played. Democrats, headlines that, you know, it's always, well, Republicans, Republicans, Republicans. So when Republicans ask, that doesn't count, of course, because they're just trying to, according to Claire McCaskill, go after a father who loves his son. People like you and me, on a much larger scale, of course, the Joe Rogans and and these others, they ask these questions, but of course, these individuals all get dismissed as conspiracy theorists. Spreading misinformation. According to the left in this country, The only people who even recognize the actual evidence are right-wing nutjobs, conspiracy theorists, so they should not be listened to. And as journalists, see, if they don't ask the question, it means that that's what makes it evidence. And since they aren't asking the questions, since they aren't asking about the 10% or the 50% going to dad, that means it's not evidence. Because they're not asking about the 20 LLCs that got set up to funnel this money. That means there's no evidence. Because they aren't asking what it was that any of the Biden family members ever provided to the communist Chinese, to the Ukrainians, to the Russians, to the others as well. Because they, as journalists, aren't asking those questions. That means it's not evidence. Because they, as journalists, aren't inquiring as to why the Treasury Department... 70 plus times flagged 
transactions. As apparent money laundering with this entire Biden operation, because they, as journalists, aren't asking and probing those questions, that means it's not evidence. See, they are the great deciders. And it all goes back to the fact that Biden and Democrats are good, Trump Republicans are evil, and that's all you need to concern yourself with. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSGF. The question Imagine if it was a text from Don Jr. or Eric Trump, how would the Washington Post react to that? Well, of course. I, it, it, it almost becomes rote at some point to. To put out the obvious. But the the hysterical reaction that would come from the media if you had any of the, the Trump kids making millions of dollars from countries in which Trump had denied it during debates. Of course, that's, you know, let's not forget Joe Biden said his son did not make any money off the communist Chinese. And I, I mean, now we know it's just millions and millions and millions from a new, numerous Russian oligarchs, Ukrainians, Chinese. And if there were emails in which Don Jr. or any of the other Trump kids were complaining about the fact that they have to kick back some of it to dad, The audio I played earlier was a podcaster asking the Washington Post columnist, "Why, why isn't no one has asked the you know about Hunter Biden uh, and these these kickbacks that he talks about?" And the answer is, "I don't know why no one's asked. I don't know. Like, how how am I supposed to know? I'm only a journalist. That's all." (laughs) You may recall the fits that the media pitched when. Secret Service, or there was a case, I remember two that stand out just off the top of my head, uh, when I believe it was Ireland or Scotland, and there was a Trump hotel and Secret Service stayed there or something, and, and the media just pitched a fit about how Trump was, was, was financially benefiting off being president. Because they stayed at one of his hotels, which he was able to get at a cheaper rate. There was another instance in which he was meeting some world leaders and he was going to meet him at Mar-a-Lago. Which makes sense as a negotiator, home turf, and really home turf, not just in the United States, but at your home. But because they were going to stay at the hotel and they were going to have to pay for their rooms, well, Trump was lining his pockets. I mean, they pitched a fit over it. And you could at least show what it was, you know, and of course, Trump had totally removed himself from all of the business components to it and so forth. But you could prove what they were paying for a hotel room. No one has yet proven, provided evidence or in the media even asked what all this money was for. Going to get a traffic update. There is a... um, this sometimes these these stories are just so perfect. You've got a um, liberal reporter from the Daily Beast, 
And these, you know, of course, these left wingers, they they love to portray Trump supporters as conspiracy theorists. But I, these people peddle and get caught up in their own conspiracy theories. And they wrote they had to correct an article in which they were claiming that this interview Trump did with Real America's Voice wasn't actually Trump or it was it's just it's weird. Um, and of course, they're the ones who ended up getting getting duped, apparently. So that story next. American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm going to share quickly here what Megan had to say recently about Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Having Emily with House Theory Realty represent us was a wonderful experience. She's an incredible, or she is incredibly professional and thorough. Her communication with us was superb. I'm sure she works with many clients at once, but she had a special way of making my husband and I feel like we were her top only clients. Her advice and support helping us really narrow down our search area and home needs was invaluable. She was polite, available, friendly, very knowledgeable. She Always seemed to ask the great questions I didn't think to ask. This is the real estate agent you want on your side. I look forward to working with Emily again in the future should our home needs change. One of the great things about Emily Johnson that I experienced, and Sarah could definitely attest to this, having taken two years to you know find her family the right home, Sometimes you get you find yourself frustrated when you're looking for a home and you start wanting to accept things that you would not otherwise. It's like dating. You know, you're lonely. You're just tired of being single. And so you start to overlook certain flaws that in the beginning you would not have overlooked. She reminds you of these things. She's the one that says, now remember, when we started looking, you said that you definitely did not want this, and this house has that. She does. She's not trying to sell you a home as quickly as possible. She's there to make sure you get the right one. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 83 today, clear 60 for an overnight low, and tomorrow sunshine high of 87. Last week. President Trump called into Real America's Voice for an interview. And the the connection was a little choppy, evidently. This isn't uncommon. Uh, I know we've had it happen probably any and every show, large, small, and everything in between, have had these issues before, and sometimes if it gets real bad to the point that it's so distracting, you feel that the listener is not walking away with the experience of the interview, but instead just the frustration of hearing the the dropping out of the call and the clippiness, you'll ask them to try to call back on a landline usually. This isn't uncommon. Evidently, though, at least one journalist at Daily Beast found this to be highly unusual. And along with other people on the left began speculating that it wasn't Trump at all. (laughs) This is how they for people who view right wingers as conspiracy theorists, they see conspiracies and things that don't even really make sense. Why, Why would anyone even do that? 
Now, some thought, you know, they were, oh, Trump has a cold, or uh, then some were speculating that it was somebody impersonating Trump or that it was um, artificial intelligence. There are all sorts of crazy conspiracy theories. And again, why would any media outlet even do that? I, un- unless you were anti-Trump and you were trying to sort of do a parody or make fun of him uh, or or just even get headlines where you have the AI say something completely racist and absurd. Um, outside of those reasons, why would any, particularly a Trump-friendly or an unbiased site, even do something that crazy? But that's where the the, the left or the minds of people on the left go. So Zachary Patrizo, who is a political reporter for Daily Beast, it's left-wing, decided that there needed to be, a, a, this is what journalists investigate, see. This is worthy of investigating. Hunter Biden complaining to other family members that his dad gets a cut of the bribe money, that's not worthy of questioning. That's not evidence of anything whatsoever. But a choppy phone call of President Trump on Real America's Voice, that that is need for a full-blown journalistic investigation, and one was done. So the reporter for the Daily Beast reported that Real America's Voice owner, Robert Sig, told him that the company was going to investigate whether the call was some sort of prank. Oh, they're getting somewhere now. Oh, see, even the, the owner of the company is like, you know what? There's something to this. We should look into it. Now, a source close to Trump told Fox News Digital that, yeah, it was him and the audio connection was poor. Kept cutting in and out. Okay, pretty standard sort of thing. Well, it turns out that the story that was written by the Daily Beast, centering largely around Robert Sig, the owner of Real America's Voice, saying that, yes, something looks suspicious here. We're going to investigate this. These are valid concerns. The Daily Beast reporter never actually was communicating with the owner but in fact had apparently been duped himself. Daily Beast issued a major editor's note, quote, this story has been updated to remove quotes attributed to the owner of Real America's Voice, Robert Sig, saying he is investigating whether the call was a prank or, or and rather, criticizing network staffers, because that's evidently what the, the story said as well, that he was very, very critical of his staffers for potentially getting caught up in this. A Daily Beast reporter, the Daily Beast would write, had a conversation by text with a person who identified themselves as SIG on a number public records showed was once associated with SIG, but a spokesperson for Real America's Voice said that it was not SIG, and that's not even his current number. Real America's Voice maintains the interview, of course, was legitimate, and saying, yeah, it was a bad phone connection. The Daily Beast has since reworked the story, writing Trump as one of the most recognizable voices in the world, but he sounded choppy and stilted. 
and you know going on to try and make it seem as if their approach was legitimate so the of course fun part of all of that is here they thought oh we're really going to you know, this is a fake Trump, potentially a fake Trump. Oh, we're going to blow this thing wide open. And the source for the entire story was from a fake individual. But it does, again, show, and we go back to earlier in the, the, the podcast where the Washington Post columnist walked away because he was being asked, why does no one ask about the kickback Hunter Biden was talking about uh, to to his dad and the Washington Post columnist like I don't know why why should I know well because you know you work for the Washington Post and that's what journalists are supposed to do they don't find that newsworthy they don't find that worthy of their time but conspiracy theories that there was some impersonator of Trump doing interviews on right-wing radio networks or news networks or that it was an AI-generated Trump interview, now that is completely and totally worthy. Why? Because, again, Biden and Democrats, good and righteous. Trump, bad and evil. Coming up, there's a climate scientist who wrote yesterday in the free press that he deliberately omitted the full truth from a paper he recently authored in order to increase its chances of publication in a prestigious journalist. Uh, This is, well, it's always relevant, but recently Biden, talking about Florida, said that there's no intelligent person out there. (laughs) Because if anyone can identify intelligence, remember, Joe Biden has declared Hunter Biden as the smartest person he's ever met. So this is his gauge of intelligence. Biden claiming that no intelligent individual denies that it is climate change that has a hand in or had a hand in the hurricane in in Florida recently and other hurricanes and storms and natural disasters that we've seen. Well, apparently there are a lot of intelligent individuals. In fact, last week there was a letter, open letter, that was submitted by over 1,600 scientists, including a couple Nobel Peace Prize winners, declaring that climate hysteria, this climate emergency, is BS. And while obviously there is an impact human beings have on the climate, it is not causing the hurricanes, it's not causing the fires, that this hysteria is being used in order to manipulate people from all fronts, from the private industry, from the public industry, uh, for the the sake of power. And here, this is a pretty interesting uh, expose, and essentially, and Daily Caller has it, this, this climate scientist, Patrick Brown, He's essentially saying everyone knows if you want to get published in a, quote, scientific journal, you have to present a certain position, and that is climate change is man-made and can be stopped. It's not about science. It's about a narrative. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Coming up Friday... We've got another Local for Less Ozarks, Cabos Bonitos Grill and Cantina, uh, half price $25 gift cards. That'll be 10 a.m. Friday at ksgf.com. You can get those for just 12 and a half bucks. 
That will, again, be Friday at KSGF.com. If you have the app and you have your notification set, you'll get a reminder an hour or two ahead of time. So for 12 and a half bucks, you can get $25 gift cards for Cabos, Bonitos, Grill, and Cantina. I'm sure it'll go fast. Anytime there's food-related half-price deals, those go very, very quickly. Last week, Joe Biden who has declared Hunter Biden to be the most intelligent person he has ever met. Last week declared no intelligent person denies that the reason Florida um, received uh, recently the hurricane and the reason that we see the fires in Hawaii, uh, it's all because of man-made climate change. No intelligent person doubts that, he says. Last week or the week before, I talked about an open letter that was released by 1,600 scientists, including some Nobel, some Nobel uh, Prize winners, all saying that the climate, quote, emergency is not a real thing. Yes, as human beings, for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. So, of course, we have an impact on the environment. Giraffes have an impact on the environment. Air has an impact. Everything has an impact on the environment. But it is not this emergency that we keep being told is causing all of these massive and devastating uh, um, weather events that have happened since the beginning of time. Now the Daily Caller has a story about Patrick Boone, a climate scientist who wrote yesterday in the Free Press that he deliberately omitted the full truth from a paper that he recently authored in order to increase its chances of publication in a prestigious journal. Brown explained his decision-making in the piece, asserting that he overlooked truths in his work in order to make it more appealing to the editorial biases of leading journalists like Nature and Science. Brown and seven other authors wrote a paper which examined the relationship between climate change and wildfire risk in California, and Nature published the paper in August of 2023, so just this past month. Brown stated that scientists hoping to advance their careers by getting published in leading journals, are inclined to tailor their findings, not based off fact or truth or science, but to align with the biases of editors and reviewers, a dynamic which, quote, distorts a great deal of climate science research, misinforms the public, and most importantly, makes practical solutions more difficult to achieve. He wrote, I knew not to try to quantify key aspects other than climate change in my research because it would dilute the story that prestigious journals like Nature and its rival Science want to tell. He asserted that reviewers and editors of these journals have made it abundantly clear, both by what they publish and what they reject, that they want climate papers that support certain pre-approved narratives, even when those narratives come at the expense of broader knowledge for society. He further pointed out that the incentive structure he criticizes induces authors to overlook or downplay practical measures for mitigating climate-related risks, such as reasonable forest management policies. Instead, authors are inclined to highlight the problem of greenhouse gas emissions, which skews scientific analysis and facilitates legislation like the Inflation Reduction Act that takes aim at problems rather than facilitating solutions. He wrote, in my paper, we didn't bother to study the influence of these other obviously relevant factors. Did I know that including them would make for a more realistic and useful analysis? I did. 
but I also knew it would detract from the clean narrative centered on the negative impact of climate change and thus decrease the odds that the paper would pass muster with nature's editors and reviewers. The media also deserves some blame because reporters often take studies at face value in pursuit of driving interest, he wrote. Quote, you might be wondering at this point if I'm disavowing my own paper. I'm not. Brown stated in the piece regarding the paper, on the contrary, I think it advances our understanding of climate change's role in day-to-day wildfire behavior. It's just that the process of customizing the research for an eminent journal caused it to be less useful than it could have been. Representatives for Nature did not respond immediately to a request for comment from the Daily Caller. So in other words, it's not about science. It's not about truth. And what happens, and he notes it here, journalists, because we have deemed certain people and certain labels as experts. So if you have a magazine like Nature or a magazine like Science that is officially deemed to be the Bible when it comes to such things, Journalists not only don't question it, but will challenge and criticize anyone who does. And here you have an acknowledgement that in order to get in there, you have to finagle, do a little less science and a little more propaganda in order to get it published, which, of course, that is an advancement of one's career. So there is financial and career incentives to be unscientific when it comes to submitting what is supposed to be scientific research and findings to so-called scientific magazines in this country. And not just this country. We see it elsewhere as well. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Springfield. 